Hey, Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And while this dog can't exactly fly, he helps make sure that humans can. That time we sang it nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, we'll, still, we'll cut it out this time. Sorry, we'll guys. We'll cut it out. Yeah, you, y'all got a little insight into the uh, process yeah, there. Yeah, it's our production mode. Uh, we just kind of, like, the first time we recorded, we were a little nervous. And, like, doing the singing just helped us get into yeah. it. So we've done it every episode. But we just... we I usually remember to cut it out. Yep. COVID brain. I had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. So... Don't yes. get COVID, guys. The new strain, everyone's like, the new strain's not as bad. But I had, like, 103 degree fever. Yeah, you had it bad. I had yeah. it bad. I mean, like... Still, you never know what you're going to get. Like, it's still, <laughs> it's still, like, COVID when it started. Like, you might be hospitalized. You might have, like, what my husband had and kind of just feel under the weather for a couple of days. Yeah. You can probably tell from my voice, I'm feeling a little sick, which is why we didn't have anything for y'all last week we'll get it together you guys but yeah i'm still like I, it wasn't covid we actually don't know what it was so you know that's fun it's just it you know the going of back the school to school yeah virus for you yes it was little kids yep. yeah that's what happens when you teach elementary but yeah i've got my warm cup of tea so hopefully i can make it through an episode we'll uh yeah pause a lot probably so i don't cough in your ear in your ears yeah i also wanted to tell you guys so a little bit of news so my brother and his wife kevin and bonnie they found some stray dogs at their like in their neighborhood named so they took them home they couldn't they looked everywhere to find like their owners and everything couldn't find anybody so their names are marty and Maisie. Um, that's what I don't think I remember Kevin, their names. Yeah, it's super yeah. cute. That's what Kevin and Bonnie named them. Yeah, they're, I think, schnauzers. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what you told me. I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen... Schnauzer sounds right, but, like, don't, don't quote me. But, yeah, Marty's, like, tan and gray, and then Maisie is, like, black, and she's younger than he is, and she's, like, has that puppy energy. So cute. They do have some health concerns, so I'm going to link, I don't know if it's officially a GoFundMe, but if it's not, like, GoFundMe, like, through that website, it's at least, like, you know, the same concept. It's something, yeah, yeah, where you can go help with the costs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to link that, we're going to link that in the show notes down below, so if you click mm. those, if you want to donate, anything helps for their, like, vet care and stuff like that, so, Yeah. But it was fun. I got to watch them last weekend, and it's a lot. You know, we had three dogs at one time. That's a lot, but it's a lot of dogs. But they were really cute. Two cats and one dog feels like a lot sometimes. I mean, even though I have older cats, listen, the one dog (laughs) I have feels like a lot sometimes. So you know, she she definitely can feel like five. Uh huh. Some days, (laughs) some days can be that way. (laughs) Well, let's get into the story today. And I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay, cool. So, okay. So, we've all heard about 
Captain Sully's, like, the miracle on the Hudson, right? Yeah. So, if you don't know, in on January 15th of 2009, flight 1549 from LaGuardia hit a flock of geese as they were taking off, and it disabled the engines. You know, I don't think I realized that it was caused by a flock of geese. It was caused by a flock of geese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Captain Sully, like, it disabled the engines really, really fast. Mm -hmm. So Captain Sully had to make, like, a split-second decision, and he guided his plane onto the Hudson Mm -hmm. and landed safely on the Hudson River. That's incredible. There were some passengers that were injured, but all of them survived. Wow. Which is insane. That's wild. Like, yeah. It's insane that that ended so well. Like, considering what could have happened, like, it could have ended so horribly. Yeah, right? But everybody survived. And it's actually, it's really interesting. I had a friend in high school, and his dad was on that plane. So Whoa. like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think his, what? I think they do, like, I don't know if it's every year, but, like, I, I remember on, like, the anniversary, he and his dad went... I think back to, I think it was in New York. They went and did like a, like kind of reuniting with like the people, the passengers on that flight and they got to meet Captain Sully. It was really cool. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. The plane's remnants are now located at the Carolinas Aviation Museum in Charlotte, North oh, Carolina. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know. Wait, so the plane is going from LaGuardia to where? I didn't write that Is down. It supposed to go to Charlotte? I don't know. I thought it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop all my questions because <laughs> there's not answers that we know right now. So, <coughs> coughing cut. So I say that because bird strikes, which is what happened. You know, that's why the engines failed. It's called a bird strike. And according that to so intense. I know. Like, the birds are, like, after the plane. Right, right, right. Like, like it's an intentional. In, uh, like, we're in that movie with Tom Cruise. Top Gun. Like, yeah. I don't know why patting my head helped me find <laughs> the word, but it did. I have to touch my nose. Yeah. It, yeah, it makes the brain work. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, so I bring that up because that's called a bird strike. And to kind of give you guys, like, a tangible example of what can happen with a bird strike. And that, you know, luckily that one turned out overall well like the people are yeah alive that's a, that's a win in my in my that column. is a win yeah. yep so bird strikes according to the faa which is the federal aviation administration there have been about two hundred twenty-seven thousand wildlife strikes in the usa that was between wow. i know that was between 1990 and 2019 dang for some reason i'm picturing animals that are not birds <laughs> being the being the accidental encounters so, like squirrels but i know that that's not what it is okay so like bird strikes are definitely like the most worrisome because they'll fly into yeah. the plane and fly into the engines and ruin things yeah. but like i mean other animals can be really detrimental on the runway too so that's why I yeah, said like wildlife deer on the runway. Yeah. Right. That's not a good. No. Um, right. So they do typically occur between June and October during like, you know, migration and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And then, right, like what we were saying, 97% of all strikes with aircrafts in the U.S. involve birds. But there are other animals that have been involved, too, like deer, coyotes, turtles, snakes, bats, alligators, and even iguanas. Hmm. Iguanas make sense. Really? Okay. Think about Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Florida winter, they always have palm trees on the side of the runway. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, we just flew from from Miami. That's true. So we were, yeah. 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 The most commonly struck species that's not birds, because birds are the most common. Yeah. But the next common are white-tailed deer and coyotes. Um, Yeah. Deer go everywhere. Deer don't care. No, deer are just like I live here. They just like, don't know. They don't yeah. know. They do, they don't care where they are if, if they're happy <laughs> and they're not being hit by a car. So. Well, but then it's you know planes. Um, yeah. Or you know I'm I'm used to seeing them in your cars, not planes, but you well, know. right. So all that to say, like bird strikes, wildlife strikes can be a really big problem, and it, mm-hmm. I think it's actually required. I can't remember if it's by the FAA or some other organization. But they're actually required to have some sort of plan in place to mitigate, like, wildlife strikes. Mm. So, one airport in Traverse City, Michigan, had kind of a clever solution to this. Cool. They employed a little border collie named Piper. Shoot. My sister has a border collie named Piper. I know. She would love that job. I know. Oh, my God. She wants a job so bad. Yeah. (laughs) so at the time piper started working for the airport he was about four or five years old he's a boy yeah oh okay yeah so again this is at cherry capital airport in traverse city michigan in 2014 he became the canine wildlife control officer shut up that's cute i know i love that title (laughs) so much oh my god sadie would love that job too Oh I mean, God. like, I, I like can't of think of, work. right, yeah. I can think of very few dogs who wouldn't absolutely <laughs> love this job. But anyway, let me get into it. Sorry. Though. Yeah. So he was wildlife control officer. So he acted as kind of a sidekick to his owner, Brian Edwards, who was okay. an airport operations manager. Yeah. That works. So Brian Edwards adopted Piper when Piper was like two years old. And at that time, he had already been working at the airport and was, you know, doing well. The airport had been using other techniques to mitigate wildlife. So they'll do okay. things like loud noises, like sirens, mm-hmm. fences. Another thing I saw was, like, you know, making sure that the grasses, the area around the airport, like, the, that the grass is cut low. So that way, like, yeah, less animals feel like they can hide there. But Edwards was studying up on other options and was quickly intrigued by the concept of using dogs to solve the problem. Yeah. And this is a very, as he was reading about this, he found it's a very effective strategy, but it's not very commonly used. Huh. Which I'm really, like, I want to know more about why it's not as commonly used. Yeah. Because especially, like, if you if you get a dog, it just as they're sent, like... Like, in the area and, like, staying in the area, then it's That's going true. to, eventually over time, that you're going to have less. Just, like, um, we had an issue with shrews when we first moved into our, our last place in Raleigh. And I don't know that I knew that. 
Well, the reason you didn't probably didn't hear about it much was because Mocha kept killing them and taking mm-hmm. them to Xavier. And so after, I think he, after just a couple of weeks of her doing that regularly, we didn't have any more shrews. Right. Because the, I guess, should I Because now they can all, smell or, the pheromones yeah. from the, yeah. <clears throat> they, they can yeah. smell the cat, cat pheromone. I can't say words. They yeah. can smell the cat pheromones. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go over to that yeah. house. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to know more about, like, I tried really hard. I did try to find, like, the numbers of, like, how many airports use dogs like this. And I couldn't find anything. So, I know I'm disappointed. But So, even at two years old, Piper was already showing lots of promise. He was super smart, very loyal to his owner, and had tons of energy. Yeah. Like most border border collies collies that we know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're they're an energetic bunch. Those war yes. Piper literally has to. Or my sister's Piper. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'll have to. I'll make sure to clarify when I mention her. If if she if she's not told when she needs to stop playing, she will not stop until she's she's literally passed out on my on my brother before because oh, wow he because she just kept she kept she jumping in the going. air for the ball yeah like. She'll just keep going, and she thinks it's her job to catch ball. So, <laughs> so she border collies do everything at level one hundred and five. Yes, yes. like <laughs> right. Yeah. So she's not gonna stop doing no. what she considers to be her job until. <laughs> I actually saw yeah. a little uh, one more little tangent for you, so you can drink some tea. Mm-hmm. I saw a post about a little border collie, like seven month old border collie pup, that herded an entire sh- um, herd of sheep into their family's home. And it ended up that the sheep didn't even belong to their family. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they got, like, some neighbor's sheep into the house. <laughs> because they're like, look, all the sheep. Let's take them home to mom and dad. And oh, my gosh. I love that yeah, so they had much. To, like, give the sheep back and, like, apologize for their border collie. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. So they worked on obedience training and off-leash training at home. Nice. And then one day... Brian wanted to show Piper off to the airport director, whose name was Kevin Klein, and he eventually agreed to have Piper come work for the airport. Sweet. So, one thing, one kind of barrier to Piper being able to work at the airport was all the noises. Yeah. Airplanes are loud. They sure are. Especially when you're close. Like, we have an airport that flies, like... Planes are pretty frequently flying, like right it's over our house. Within ten minutes. Of yeah, us. yeah. And it's loud. Like there are some times where I'm like, that one's not gonna come crashing on us, right? Like that one's gonna stay up, right? Like, <laughs> um, it's loud. And so, like being that close to the airplanes, like he would have to be on the runway. Like mm-hmm. that's loud. You must live like right under their descent path. I do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. And then, like, I think I live, like, where they take off. Okay. Like, I think it's, like, the, the both. <laughs> probably. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, they had to work on aircraft socialization, <laughs> which yeah. I think is, like, a really funny way of saying it. Like, it is. Socializing with the planes, but. To make it sound businessy enough to sell it to your boss. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, on a Reddit AMA. Brian Edwards said that he took about a year to get Piper used to 
the sounds of the airplanes. Mm-hmm. But it eventually trained Piper to trust Edwards even more. Yeah. Because um, it helped build trust that, like, okay, if I'm with, if I'm with my person, then I'm going to be safe. Like, my person's not going to take me somewhere where it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Sadie's falling off the couch right now. <laughs> <laughs> Her butt just like, <laughs> like her top half was hanging on, but her butt was just like shoot. Off. <laughs> that was too cute. Anyway, anyway, and so he had to do this like very consistently every day, in order for Piper to feel comfortable being on the runway, which eventually he was. That's awesome. They also trained him to wear eye protection. Oh, he stop wears. It. He has oh my goggles. gosh. Oh my gosh, they're the cutest things. Aww. You'll see it in the picture. Okay. It is so cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so he has like these little goggles, but it's like the, you know, like the reflective, like rainbowy ones. Yeah. It's like those. Oh, because dogs see it in not the full color spectrum, maybe? I, I just thought it was because it looked cool, but you're probably, oh. you're probably more correct. I was wondering if it helped um. him distinguish between <laughs> different colors. I don't know about that. I just I just know that it looks so cool. Piper was not a huge fan of the goggles at first. He kept, like, yeah. trying to rip them off with his little paws. Like Sadie and Buffy with their gentle leaders. Yes. Yeah. But Edwards kept at it. He was always very positive about the goggles. And we yeah. do that, like, with Buff and Sades for the gentle leaders. Like, give them a treat or give them praise. Yeah, give them a treat. Like, I'll give Buffy a treat through her gentle leader. Mm-hmm. I'll get all excited about it. It's gentle leader time. You know, make it an yeah. exciting thing. I'll let Sadie rub her face on my legs sometimes. Yeah. Because she enjoys it. No. <laughs> so Piper did, like, learn to see goggles as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only took about three days to get used to them. Wow. Which is, like, you know, not very much time at all. No. Sadie still paws at her gentle leader oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Buffy does, too. And yeah. Sadie's, Sadie loves rules. Yeah, she does. She does. Buffy does not Buffy, play, you know. Buffy's a little rebel. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, Edward describes the wildlife control officer as basically a dream job for a dog. Um, Piper gets to run around runways, chasing off birds, raccoons, like all the things. Like, oftentimes, Edwards will, if you know, if they have a specific area where they're they know that there's wildlife. They'll drive mm-hmm. him out there in a truck. He'll hop off and just, like, go patrol. I think that's his little command is go patrol. Aww. And he would just, like, chase critters. That reminds me of the, as you saw at the park in Greensboro, the the wildlife control dogs that were keeping the geese away from the, from the pond that people use. Mm. Yeah. Which I know is, it's, it's hard. And that's, like, a... It's like a ever going on battle, but yeah, <laughs> but it's like a it's like a, a lake that is used for like paddle boats and stuff. So you don't want like a hundred geese in there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He Piper even on occasion like chased like groundhogs and foxes oh. off the runway on occasion, and he logged about like forty hours a week. Wow. Yeah, he had a literally full time job. He had a literal full time job. Yes. Good lord. For sure. So after about a year, after he started out as wildlife control officer, I'm not going to stop saying it because I just mm-hmm. think it's so cute. He became famous. There was a, okay, 
This is the debate about GIF versus GIF. I say GIF. It's GIF. My That's how I say it. My graphic designer husband can Boom. confirm it for y'all. It's GIF. There it is. Also, G <laughs> says GIF when followed by E, I, or Y. Okay, second grade teacher. Thank you. So it's GIF. So <laughs> he, there was a GIF of him like running around on the runway and it went pretty viral. Aww. Yeah, I mean, people loved his little goggles, his little boots. I mean, I Mm -hmm. am obsessed with them, so understandable. And then Edwards made, you know, kind of following that, made a social media site and a website for Piper. Mm. So in 2018, Piper was chasing a snowy owl off of the runway. And he, at this, this was, I don't know how they kept track of this. Wow. I mean, I guess, like, maybe they have to keep track of it for, like, their, you know, the airport's, like, own data and stuff. Yeah, they probably have to. Yeah. So, at this, this was the 8,367th bird that he had chased from the runway, according to the Washington Post. Wow. There was one site where I saw it was, like, it was that same number, but 9,000, but I'm going to go with the Washington Post on this one. Um, Okay cool this was the last bird that piper would chase off yeah so this part is sad so piper passed away that same evening due to a long a year-long battle with prostate cancer buddy yeah brian hadn't shared that information with the public yet he kind of wanted to keep that private yeah the cancer had been diagnosed Long before Piper started showing symptoms, he passed away, I think, sometime in January, and he had only started showing symptoms in December. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, they had gone to the airport that morning so that Piper could say goodbye to his coworkers and so that they could say goodbye to him. Aw. Yeah. Um, But he, he crossed the Rainbow Bridge that evening. In Edward's arms at their home. And Edward's draped a U.S. flag over over him and he passed away. Aww. Um, but he served his country. He did. He did. He helped keep people safe. I mean, like. Yeah. That 8,367 birds, like. That, that kept people safe. Like, that yeah. could have been, you know, another incident similar to the. Miracle on the Hudson, you know, where there's a bird strike. So, yeah, he did a lot. All in all, Piper worked over 6,000 hours. Wow, pipes. Over the course <laughs> of, I think, like three years. Okay, he, he worked, worked for there, three years. Three or four years. Oh, so um, he got cancer pretty young then. He did. Yeah, oh, he, was, he was Six nine. Or, oh, okay, he was nine. He was nine when he passed away. And he patrolled over, it was close to 2,000 miles. Wow. But the number of people that he inspired doing his job is countless. Aww. So. Pipes. I know. And I, like, I really wanted to look up and see, like, if the number of dogs doing this job have gone up since Piper. Yeah. But again, I couldn't find the numbers anywhere. Hmm. I imagine that it would. I mean, it's, again, it's a very effective strategy. Yeah. Because it covers so many boxes. Like, the dogs can bark to scare them away. The smell, the dog's scent scares yeah. them away. Like, it's a very effective strategy. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get to see more dogs. Absolutely. Being wildlife control That's officers. So cool. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump in to how to help your dog cope with loud noises like when airplanes fly over your house yeah multiple times a day if the garbage can rolling past freaks them out buffy (laughs) no one i know (laughs) Uh, if fireworks suddenly freak them out sadie yeah so there are a lot of things that you can do the most important thing though is to remember that dogs run when they're afraid so if you have to have your dog outside when there's going to be a loud noise, make sure that they have they are microchipped. Mm-hmm. Make sure their microchip is updated with the correct information for where yeah. you live. Make sure they have a tag on them and that their shots are up to date just in case something happens and they get off leash and run away from you. The next thing that you can do is be there with your friend. That, like, just like Piper was afraid of the airplanes, but then started to trust, who did he work with? What was the name Edwards. of the guy? Brian Edwards. Brian, yeah. Just like he started to trust Brian more when he, uh, when Brian made him feel safe when mm-hmm. the airplanes took off. That's, the, that's one of the biggest things you can do to help your dog feel safer. There are things you can do also, like, get a thunder shirt. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's thunder something, and uh, no, it's thunder shirt. It is yeah. Okay, it's literally a weighted blanket for dogs. It helps calm their anxieties. It, yeah. It just like hugs them. It hugs them. It, yeah, makes helps them and it helps yeah calm some of those anxieties. You can if the if your dog barks a lot when they are scared, don't ever. I would never leave my dog alone with a bark collar no. on because that's not the point. The point right. is uh, for them to come to you with with their concerns, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So Sadie, so when Sadie needs a bark collar, it's usually because she's anxious or overly excited. And she, she'll bark. It'll go off. And it's, again, we've talked about it before. It's just a vibrate. Yeah. But she comes to our side. So we just encourage her when, when the vibrate goes off when she comes right to uh, one to, uh, to one of us mm-hmm. and and then we give her pets we give her like a pat and we and we made her bark collar a positive experience like when she starts to bark we yeah. say do you need some help saints need some you need some help from your bark collar friend and, and then um, like when she comes to you it's like oh good girl like yeah, all that we always praise her when she comes always tell praise your dog when they come to you praise your dog while you're putting on the bark collar if they're being compliant and please like only get one that just does the vibrate yeah we don't want them we don't need the hurting them's gonna scare them more they don't need to be shocked Um, well right because that's just gonna teach them like that the loud noise is actually a danger yeah that it's scary and that it hurts yeah Yeah. so don't don't get one that causes that does an electric shock or anything Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't i also wouldn't introduce it like like, if you know, like, don't introduce it on, like, the 4th of July. Like, when you no. know there's going to be fireworks, yeah. like, make sure it's something you want to have that in place way ahead mm-hmm. of time so that they know what to do when it goes off. Yeah, we introduced it to Sadie on, like, a, on like a, I don't even know, it was, like, a random evening. Yeah. And we 
We encouraged her to bark to set it off, which might sound mean, but we wanted her to know what to do. Another thing you can do that helps SADES is put on soothing music. Mm-hmm. Put it on a little bit loud so it kind of muffles the other sounds. Yeah. Sadie, Sadie loves those YouTube, like, calming dog music channels. But she also likes to just listen to The Office. We can tell because when we put on, like, a show for her, we come back and she doesn't bark at us through the cage when we get home. They also like Parks and Rec. <laughs> they do. Anything with a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. So... If you're going to be home when there's a lot of loud noise, cuddles, just comfort, reassurance, like when they start to, yeah, when they start to bark, encourage them to come to you and then you'll be even more their safe place. Or Sadie's safe place is her, one of her safe places is her crate. Yeah. Sometimes when she's freaked out, she'll just go to her crate. So... Yeah, and we have a blanket that covers her crate so that it's like a cave and she can kind of, and that again kind of muffles like the loud sounds. Makes her Um, feel safe too. It's like a den really, yeah. Yeah. One thing I did see adding on to the like crate thing Mm -hmm. is since dogs get like their first response when they're scared is to run, Mm -hmm. one thing I saw was like not to like completely close their crate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that... I mean, because this happened to Sadie at one point. Like, she was trying to get out of her crate, and she got injured. Yeah. So, if your dog's well, that scared, try- that wasn't, oh, wasn't trying, trying to get, get out. She okay. was playing with the crate door when she lost her teeth. Okay. Uh, it was her fault. <laughs> she was being a puppy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And my fault a little bit for not, for, like, hearing it and not running over there to stop her earlier. But. You're fine. She's yeah. okay. She's, She's safe. fine now. But, yeah. She just has some teeth missing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Water squirts out of the hole sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, don't I yeah, I wouldn't close them in, but if they no. go in the crate willingly, like then just leave the door open and embrace them. Yeah. Cuz yeah, Sadie Sadie does that mostly just when we eat. If she's mm-hmm. afraid of something, she usually just comes at one of us. Mhm. And it's not that often. She's not like a scared cat. She just she didn't like the fireworks this summer. Nope. Yeah. 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 I don't think Bucky was I think she barked like once or twice and I didn't think she was bothered by yeah, it. I think we talked about it in our Fourth of July episode. Probably, yeah. But yeah, she doesn't, cause she she's like she's not afraid of thunderstorms. Nope. So. Just trash cans. And yeah. Airplanes. Oh, well, I was talking about Sadie, but yeah. Oh, well, um, I was talking about both. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Those are some quick tips on keeping your keeping your dog happy and distracted. I was oh I forgot I was like you can also you can play with them. Yeah. Give them a give them something. They really just need to be distracted. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like little kids. Like, yep. when something is scaring them, like, they need to be distracted. So, play, play fetch in the house, play something, give them a Kong to, yep. like, with their favorite treats in it to distract them too. Give um, them something to do. Yeah. Yeah. With all that, like, scared energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what we do if we know she's anxious. Yeah. All right. All right. Arbitrary rating for Piper. Oh, man. I feel like there's some obvious ones here, Mm -hmm. but... I want to give him, like, an Amelia Earhart helmet. A little (laughs) helmet! That's so cute. I'm, like, picturing the one from that he wears in Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's It's Amelia. It's like Amelia Earhart's hat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I am going to give Piper a little playing toy. Aww. That I can play with. Yeah. So. All right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, we can get back on more of a normal schedule. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting into the school year now, so we should yeah. be a little more normal. We've both been sick already, so hopefully that goes away. We yeah. knocked on wood, so if you heard knocking, that's why. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. You can also email us for stories at Puppy Dog Tales Pod at gmail.com. And make sure to check out the description in the show notes below so you can see. Look at the GoFundMe for Marty and Maisie. And I'm not going to like go too far into their story just because like maybe they'll. I really am trying to get them to write in and like we can. Do like a oh a personal yeah. pup tail. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. So Kevin Bonnie, if you're listening, write it in. Email us. <laughs> I just pointed at the mic for some reason. Right, yeah, because you that's can, gonna do. You can see that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Helps people um, be able to discover our show. Woohoo. But and yeah. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, keep calm and Wag on! <laughs> <laughs>